no pleasantries. We're just getting into it, boys. No pleasantries. No, no fun wanna, and easy. No banter. I no fun and easy banter. I don't want to build any rapport with you assholes. I'm pretty sure that's what people tune into this podcast to listen to is my fun and easy banter. I don't. I don't want any of it. Straight business today, guys. We are less than two months away from the NBA season. We are. Holy shit! Basketball. Were you gonna keep going or? Oh, is that it? No, I was just. That was my joke. Just saying yeah. basketball. Can you guys? I. You know what? I didn't even put this on the rundown. Can you guys believe that the fucking USA basketball team lost to Australia and Patty Mills? How disappointing. Anyway, oh, that's like the best game he's ever had. I mean, it's not because I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, I looked it up. It was 34 is what he, his actual career high is. Uh, but still, he nearly matched his career high. And I was like, damn, way to go off at the exact perfectly right and wrong moment. Wait, did you see this? Did you see this from uh, Tyson Chandler? No. 25 game PED suspension? Wilson Chandler. Wilson. Oh, I see. It says, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I forgot. I forgot Wilson Chandler's still in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was a, well. He was a sixer last year, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. he got traded at the deadline. I don't know. I used to just merc fools with him. I love that dude, man. I met him in Denver. One of the, seriously one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Is he? And and he played at DePaul, so like I'm just I've always been a supporter of his. Mm. I've always appreciated DePaul. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've had very, very few products in, in the last oh. 20 years. Yeah. Q. One. Q. I said very few. I didn't say none. They've had Quinn Richardson. They've had Wilson Chandler. They had Stephen Hunter. Bobby not... Simmons? Bobby Simmons did not go to DePaul. No, he didn't. You're right. No. I don't know why I thought that. I, he's kind of like the original Wilson Chandler. Well, Bobby Simmons is from Chicago. He just didn't go to DePaul. Yes, I, I know that now. I, I understand. So this mm-hmm. is, but yeah, DePaul. Yeah, wait, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He went Bob, to DePaul. I'm, he did? Skirt? What? Ooh, gotcha. Okay, Bobby Simmons. I, I, got, I brought the receipts. Wow, okay. You got me. Brought, yo, that should be your tagline. That's good. That's good. We'll put that on a t-shirt. I brought the receipts. That's a good t-shirt. It's a solid t-shirt idea. NBA needs to start fucking merchandising, guys. We need to start thinking merchandise. We got to get merch. We are the number We are the number 38 podcast in Suriname, okay, guys? What the we, fuck is Suriname? It's in fucking uh, 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 South America. <laughs> Somewhere in South country. America. I'm pretty sure it is. It's a very, very small province. But we are on their charts. Yeah, it, it is. Huh. We are on their charts. We are on their charts. It's a shout small out country to- on the northeastern coast. They have a population of over half a million people. So, I mean. Shout out. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Half a million people. 500,000 people listening to this podcast right now. If you're in Suriname, stand the fuck up, dude. Hit us up on Twitter. We love you guys. Croatia, what's going on, man? We're, we're like, we were like number, we were like number 82 and now we're like 390. What happened? You know what it is? I don't blame you guys. The soccer season started. I get it. Don't worry. When the basketball season starts, we can start creeping up those Croatian rankings again. We're going to do it. I want to crush the European and Latin American market. But the U S is, is there's too many, there's too many basketball podcasts. I want to crush Croatia. <laughs> I want to, I want to just like, I want to monopolize 
Central Europe. That's what I want. Where, where do we fall in U.S. sports rankings? Uh, not on them. <laughs> not ranked at all. all right, good, 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 yeah, good. Not even a little bit. You know, some good teams start the season not ranked, and they finish in the AP poll top 25. So, you know, we'll figure it out. Here's the crazy part. So, I was looking at Chartable. <laughs> this, is, this is how crazy. Look, no offense to Cernam. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening. I didn't know you were a real country till today, so congratulations. But thank you. Thank you for Their being Their official here. language is Dutch. That's very interesting. Interesting. Uh, interesting. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. They're too small, and they they probably got uh, colonized. <laughs> Their yeah. land was raped by, and defiled by Dutch colonists. Yes, that's what happened. Yes. Dutch. Here's, yeah, here's, but, here's the thing. Um, so I looked at the list, and we are above – the low post podcast which is crazy in Suriname what? yes I don't they probably don't know what basketball is they just listen to this because it's like ah it's that one white kid in the funny Puerto Rican voice I'll take it yeah <laughs> take it I'll take it um yeah. what was I gonna say I was gonna say something now I'm, I don't know anyways mm-hmm. let's get on to today's topics we already started kind of talking about this uh wait before we do that welcome back y'all this is NBA the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk a lot of shit. And today we talked about Suriname. Uh, this is episode 103 of NBA. I'm your host, Jake Elas, um, f- from the West Coast, shooting for three in the city of Angels. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, my name's Nikki Kilas, aka Manutella Bull. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. You are, I didn't and care also, about that one. Well, you're fine. Do you not like Nutella? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> but do you like yeah, Nutella? Doesn't, like, Nutella doesn't get my dick hard like it does for some people. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Hating on the hazelnuts. Well, standing at 5'10", who recently, 5'11", recently closed on a new home. Oh, you're damn right. For all the damn boxes. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hold on. I have to think of something. Oh, boy. I, I was trying to think of something with uh, an NBA, a.k.a. with Kondo. <laughs> Rajon Kondo. Duh. Oh, that was good. See, I, you know, all I could think of was Kondo Lisa Rice. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. I like it, though. It's still good. Um, it's Tad. Hey, it's me. It's Tad. There's got to be. There's got to be. Okay, let's have some fun. Committing sacrilege by drinking out of a, cups, a Cubs cup in my let's household go. because let's Lauren go. made me pack away all the dishes. <laughs> So proud of her. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I just realized now there are stacks of boxes behind Ted. Jay just, just said it. How high are you? I, I'm very high. <laughs> and also, my phone, my phone just randomly shut off, and I was like a little scared for a second. But we're good. Everything's back to normal. Um, well, as normal's gonna get on this side. What was I gonna say? Okay, let's have some fun. We haven't done this in a while. Um, NBA player name puns that have to do with. Um, Apartments, homes, anything that has to do with like uh, housing. Okay, Eddie Stackhouse. <laughs> Boo hoo! Also, Eddie Stackhouse, not a person. Jerry Stackhouse, sure. Jerry Stackhouse, I'm sorry. You are fired, dude. You are fired. <laughs> God lord. Uh, Eddie Stackhouse. Uh, let's see here. You mean uh, Jerry Stackhouse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said Eddie Stackhouse. Uh, Speaking of Eddie, y'all remember that movie, Eddie's Million Dollar Kickoff or Cookoff? No. Disney Channel original movie. I think that was just a white kid thing, maybe. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry, I don't know that is. Oh, Carl Landlord. Okay. Landry Lord. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, it was good. Like, Carl Landlord was good. I mean, I think you got to really be an NBA fan to get that one, but it was good. <laughs> that was a reach. Let's see what else. Let's see. Um, I'm my own landlord now, bitches. Uh, AC Green? <laughs> AC Green? <laughs> I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I'm a little proud of that. Eddie, Eddie, I own my own house. Well, okay. All right. Okay. That's bad, but, uh, you know. It's not good. It's not good. Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie, house owner. Ooh, I like that. Uh, oh, that's why I said Eddie Stackhouse. I was putting Eddie House and Jerry Stackhouse together. You're an idiot. Oh, my bad. I fucked that one up. Let's see. Uh, Fun fact, uh, one year when he was with the Heat, I think uh, when they lost the Mavericks in the finals, or it might have been the year after when they when they won, uh, Eddie, ha- Eddie, Eddie House and James Jones attempted collectively 10 shots inside of the arc throughout the whole season. Holy shit. Yeah. Hmm. Role players. Role players. Yeah. Just bombing threes, blowing trees, or blowing trees and stroking threes, you know? <laughs> that dude yeah. is – when I read uh, Seven Seconds to Left, he sounds like – he sounds like equally the most fun teammate and the most annoying teammate possible. Like, just – Which – so, which, which, uh, there's two – uh, Pardon two. me, Eddie House. Eddie House. Uh, Eddie House in particular. There were stories about Eddie House in Seven Seconds or Less that would, like – make you just die from laughter but then some of them were like that had to be super annoying to be dealing with in the moment because like he's not even an all-star on their team and it's just like some like prima donna shit it's just like bro you're like the seventh man on the team like how did where is this where did this this hubris come from yeah he's uh now he's like a play-by-play guy i think for the suns that is i believe correct Boom. um or a color commentator he uh Fun fact, he is the leading um, – where'd he go? Arizona State. He's the leading scorer, all-time scorer in Arizona State history. Wow. Mm-hmm. They don't have, a, they don't have a, a rich history of college basketball at Arizona State, though. No, no, but, I mean, still, the leading scorer sure. all-time in the school is, is sure. impressive. Uh, sure, I mean, of course. James Harden went there. Yeah, but he left after his sophomore year. Yeah, well, I, I understand he left early. I'm just saying, like, they've at least got you know, two uh, – Yeah. Two guys. Sure. Um, let's get into some topics, guys. Um, it's been about let's two weeks since it, we mate. last. Let's it's been get about it two. Okay. okay. Uh, it's been. A, it's been a. You good? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm finished. That was okay. Just, Beautiful. Yeah. Good. No, no, well, hold good. on. One more thing. No, I'm just kidding. I want. Okay. Oh, I want really? this. I want this for you. I really do. I want you to. I want you to get out your system. I'm um. Finished. So it's been about two weeks since we last recorded, and uh, when you wait two weeks, a lot of stuff's bound to happen. Um, although prior to that, not much was happening. Fortunately for us, lots of stuff, guys. First and foremost, um, uh, Mr. DeMarcus Boogie Cousins is out for the season. He has torn his ACL. He has once again injured himself. He will not be playing this season, um, which led the Lakers to sign Dwight Howard. We'll get to that here in a second. My question to you, gentlemen, is, is this the end of Boogie's career? Okay, two things. One. Arizona State has actually had some pretty good basketball talent go through their program. Really? Uh, I mean, Byron Scott, Ike Diago, uh, Jeff Pendergraf. Um, see, there was somebody else that I saw on here. Obviously, Eddie House and James Harden. There was one other person I saw on here, but now I cannot see him. Fat Lever. Ooh, that's a game changer. Uh, Lionel Hollins, Lionel Hollins, however you want to pronounce that name. Lionel, yeah, Lionel. And uh, Alton Lister. Huh. Yeah. 
some pretty, I mean, those are some pretty household names. Like, Eddie Howe's not really a household name, but the rest of those guys, I mean, I like I, obviously not Ike Diago, but I mean, those are those are some pretty. Yeah, my Byron Scott. Yeah, pretty I mean, impressive. Lionel Hollins, both NBA coaches. Ly, uh, By, Byron Hollins, uh, the, the greatest tank commander of all time with the <laughs> Lakers. Um, but anyway, yeah, Boogie Scrooge probably. I mean, it's not over. Somebody's gonna take a flyer on him, I'm sure. Like, he, I mean, he's a a seven footer or six ten, however big he is, with with touch, and he can shoot, and he's pretty. I mean, he's an average defender. He's gotten better on the defensive end, certainly. But I, I mean, yeah, like somebody's gonna take him. Like, dude, Andre Blotch hung around the league for like nine seasons. Like, there's no way you're gonna tell me Demarcus Cousins out of the league. That's fair. That's fair. He is 29 though. And this is three straight seasons of fairly severe injuries. All right, but you're telling me the Bulls offer him 1.4 million for one season? Come on. Oh, for sure, for sure. I guess here's a better question. I guess the question is, isn't is Demarcus career Demarcus Cousins' career over? Is the Demarcus that we once knew is he gone? Yeah, he was never coming back to in the first place. Yeah, I don't think he was going to come back. See, I, I, think- I disagree because even though he played in a limited role with the Warriors, he was impactful and effective in a lot of ways. Yes, but he was, he was never playing himself back into shape. He was never going to be twenty-five and twelve, Demarcus Cousins. I mean, that's, I don't, that, I don't know that's, that that's true. I think you put him on that Lakers team, and he's had an entire offseason to get back into basketball shape. I think there's a strong case to be made that he could have definitely put up those types of numbers, especially on that team. Um, I mean, now we'll never know, but I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna let Nikki chime in with what he wanted to say, but and then I have, I have a, a theory about Demarcus Cousins. So, I well, I was gonna say something that I was thinking was I, I truthfully feel like maybe the reason he keeps getting injured is because he's trying to go right back to where he was, and I don't think his body can do that anymore. He's a big dude, and leg injuries don't usually work well for big dudes. I think he, although he doesn't move all that fast in general, I think he has to become an even slower player now in order to stay healthy. I just, yeah. I don't know, his legs seem to be falling apart. But that's my case. Like, that, that doesn't work in today's NBA. Like, that guy doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, Greg Monroe made a career out of being like a backup by not being very fast. He's pretty damn slow. Sure, sure, but he's also coming off the bench and has lost luster over the last three or four seasons. That's true. He has lost luster. Tad, you were going to say something? Yeah, how can we be certain that when he spent his time in New Orleans that some sort of like voodoo shaman man didn't like cast some sort of curse on him? How do we mm. never come up with this strat? Like, how do we never come up with this theory? I mean, this I'm, is powerful I'm, stuff. I'm saying this is hard-hitting analysis that you don't get from other podcasts. And we, like... We, I mean, we, we, we can't say that it didn't happen. We obviously can't say that it did, but we cannot definitively prove, you know, the, the, the that it didn't happen. So, I mean, it just, you know, it makes you think, you know, it's sort of like uh, the flat earth thing, you know, it makes you think. Oh God. Okay. Well, we're on to the next topic now. Uh, yeah. Also, I know we talked about it like very, very briefly at the beginning. Well, before we started the podcast, uh, he's also in some legal trouble. So Maybe it's good that he's not playing this year because so he can deal with this yeah. shit. That's not great. It sucks because he yeah. just got married. Everybody's like, "Good for him, man." He's had a rough couple seasons. Like he looks so happy, and then boom, dude. He got me in his corner for a little bit, which is hard because I hated him for a long time. I did too. I did too. Yeah. And like over the last couple seasons, I'm like, you know what? I, this guy just wants to play basketball, and like this really sucks that he can't. 
And then I, I came back to, oh, no, yep, I was right. He still just a scumbag. That doesn't change. That was just sympathetic because he got hurt. Yeah. I don't know. He just, wanted to, see his, he just wanted to see his kid, and he was frustrated. Well, if everything turns out to be true, it might be worse than him just yelling at someone. Sure. sure. Um, good news, though, guys. The Lakers have a backup plan, and his name is Dwight Howard. Uh, <laughs> you failed to win without me. Where does that lead you? Right back to me. Who wants to Ooh. go first? Who wants to go first? I'm pretty sure oh, Dwight man. Howard walked into that meeting and said, I am inevitable. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikki, I'll let you go because I got some stuff to say on this. So, um, I, I one thing I want to say that's pretty funny is the fact that like the, there was also a slim chance that Joakim Noah almost was on that team. I was way more and on board for that. That made a lot I would of a thousand percent more on board with it. I thought it would have been hilarious given LeBron and Noah's past. Uh, and also, it's wild to think that at one point, like, like two previous defensive player of the years are fighting for, in a sense, to maybe even be JaVale McGee's backup. Oh, for sure. Like, that was a wild thought, sort of thought process. I don't really think he is going to help. I don't think he's a good fit. I don't, I don't like, I don't just don't think he's going to work on the Lakers. Uh, they'll try it for a little bit, and then I think he'll, since it's, it's not even a guaranteed contract, so I think he ends up losing some of that contract. Um, and also, on top of that, although it's not possible, I think someone who really would have worked well in that spot, Steven Adams. That would have been cool if it was possible. Yeah, but you have to make a I, trade. They have no assets to trade. They have like five guys yeah. on the roster. I know it's not possible, but would have been a good fit. But yeah, I don't think Dwight Howard's a good fit. I truthfully think um, Joe Kimo would have been a better fit. Oh, much better. Uh, Tad? Did I you have something gonna, to say? I, I think we're going to see the Dwight Assance. Whoa. I did not and see that I will coming. be honest with you. Okay. I am no longer the jilted lover. You know, that uh, the scorned lover, if you will. Sure. Uh, you, know, you found you found love in in a in a in a big place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, despite his unceremonious exit from Orlando. Um, oh, by the way, spe- oh, actually, you know, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but despite his unceremonious exit from Orlando, um, honestly, he seems like a pretty good dude. He seems like, to some degree, like kind of a lost soul who like wants everybody to like him and he wants to fit in and he wants to be cool, jovial, Dwight. And like that doesn't jive with a lot of people from like a competitive standpoint. And I, I kind of get that. Um, I do feel bad that his career has sort of been cut short uh, by injuries, um, like kind of just like ravaged, honestly, by injuries. Uh, but here's the thing. I think he's going to play a pretty pivotal role in, or- in, in, not, in not in Orlando, but in L.A. I think he's going to parlay that into – I don't mean, I, honestly, I don't, like, I don't want him in Orlando. It's just at that point, it's just sort of a waste of his career, and it, it hurts the development of our other big men. But um, And I, it's not that I don't want him there because I, I hate him anymore because I certainly don't. Um, but having said that, like, I honestly think he's going to parlay himself into like a three-year, like $12 million contract after this season. It'll probably be the last contract he gets in the NBA. Maybe, you know, some teams may keep him around at a vet minimum or like mid-level following that. But honestly, he, he's, it's a good situation. He can, you know, he doesn't have to demand the ball in the post. He has, he's actually going to like playing with LeBron will be helpful. Playing with AD will be helpful. Um, 
you know, he's going to be set up for some easy touches inside. Uh, he, people forget he's still a good defender. Like people act like he's like just completely garbage. Now he can still protect the rim. He can still run the floor. Uh, it's not like it was in 2009, but that was fucking 10 years ago, you know, and big men age worse than, you know, wing players do. Um, but I, I really do. I really think he's going to have a good year. And in all honesty, like I'm really rooting for him. That's all well and good. My only, my only real rebuttal to the whole thing is, um, so let's cut them off. Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte. Washington, Brooklyn, Memphis. He has been on six teams in the last four seasons. Uh, all of what, which, which out of out of, outside of Houston, what one of those was a good situation? And, Here, and not to mention, in Houston, he was brought in pre-Harden to sort of be the man until they brought in Harden, and sure. he that was a few years ago. He still felt like he was capable of being "quote unquote" the man, and I know I th- I think in all honesty he's realized that is not the case. And Atlanta, obviously, a terrible situation. The I'm Wizards, Jesus Christ, that place is a fucking cancer. And then, yeah. like, I mean, he it was in Memphis for a cup of coffee. He wasn't even there, you know. Like, yeah. I'm aware. I'm just saying. And also, Atlanta still had Paul Millsap, and they still had Kyle Korver. So, like, that wasn't a shit situation in comparison to like. But, again, it was a team with no real definitive superstar, and I think he, again, went in there thinking, like, okay, cool, I can be – I agree. That was his first Dwight team. Howard after, again. I, yeah, and that was I his just, first team after he left Houston. I just don't think – I think I think it seems like he has matured, and I think he kind of gets the point. Yo, this is not guaranteed. You know, you, you, we're signing you to an un, like a non-guaranteed contract. Like, the yeah. days of you being the fucking man are over. Well, and, the, the point that I was trying to make is that of those six teams – Every single time he got traded, every single team was happy to see him go. And that's a problem. And it's been the case since he left Orlando. Like, when he left L.A. for the first time, everybody was happy to see him go. When he left Houston, they were happy to see him go. Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, every single team he's been on, that has been the feedback everywhere he goes. Why, if you're the Lakers and you have championship aspirations – why would and all the shit that happened last year with magic and all this fucking chaos? Why would you bring that guy in after the first time you brought him in? It was a fucking disaster. It's not what it's a non guaranteed contract. You can cut him whenever you want. You think the Joakim Noah is going to get contract offers out the ass? You think people are jo- trying to bring in Joakim most Joakim Noah had a my, much better season than Dwight Howard last year, it was much my, more impactful and much more effective. My point is, if it doesn't work out, you can cut him without losing anything, and there are people still on the market that you can sign and it'll be fine. Sure, but you could do the same thing with Joakim Noah. I'd rather have oh, fucking Dwight Howard thing. than bum ass Joakim Noah. I'm sorry. I'm You're a Bulls fan. Joakim disagree. Noah is a bum. Was very good for Memphis last year. Not a good team. Not a good team, but was very, very good once he got signed by Memphis. Yeah, but like how much of that is playing in a shitty situation where like there's not like you you can Yeah, but it's less it's less about that and more about like the efficiency and like playing within the role that he's now kind of like etched himself into because his physical limitations and you know where he is in his career. That guy knows what he's I- good at. He's not going to understand the ball on the block. Yeah, I understand where where uh, Tad's coming from because I mean, if Dwight Howard actually does end up fitting like into the position and actually does in fact you know start 
you know, just doing his role instead of being a drama queen, then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we got like a very good player who, you know, was going to help out a little bit. But I truthfully, in all honesty, think like in two, three months, Joe Kim Noah will be a Laker. He's got a lead. Like he has a leader there in LeBron though. Like, like, like he has not, like he played with Kobe and Kobe like, yes, is by all accounts, like, you know, Kobe and the work ethic and all that stuff. But Kobe is a guy who, like, if you respond well to that kind of thing, like, yeah, he can get a lot out of you. But, like, LeBron, I think, is going to be the best thing for this at the end of Dwight Howard's career. I hope so. I hope so. You know what? And I just – that, that reminds me – I didn't put this on the rundown, but since we're on the topic, I do want to talk about it. I just want to talk about the comments that Kobe Bryant made about Shaq uh, and the comments that Shaq made back to Kobe. So, for the listeners who maybe have missed it, uh, Kobe basically said, if he had my work ethic, we would have had 12 championships. And Sha- Shaq responded by saying, we would have had 12 championships if you would have passed the ball, specifically when we played the Pistons. Mic drop. Uh, <laughs> that, which is a really good comeback. And then today, Kobe was like, I was just playing. Me and Shaq are cool. And Shaq was like, of course. Sorry, Kobe. I thought I heard you say Dwight. <laughs> which is like... Jesus, so mean. Also, did you spell Dwight wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so mean. It's so mean and unnecessary. So my question to you guys is: one, uh, overall sentiment on the back and forth between Kobe and Shaq, and two, I, I mean, and I think this is a unanimous answer. I would assume, but do we believe that Kobe's right? Yes. And yes. No. I think I don't think they actually would have won twelve, but they would have won a ton. Not one, not two, not three, yeah. not four, not five, not six. <laughs> it's true though, man. Like had because like both Shaq and Kobe were very young when Shaq got there and when Kobe got there. That yeah. that could have been. But this is the thing: you look at dynasty dynasty throughout the history of the NBA. They never win more than three in a row because shit like this happens. Like yeah. shit falls apart. Egos take come into effect. Like, but that's a team that theoretically could have won six championships in that period pretty easily, I would say. Yeah. I think they could have got like six or seven. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Easily. So, I, I, in a vacuum, I agree with you. Like, all things, like, being equal. But the thing is, like, yes, Shaq was out of shape a lot of, like, several times. Always. Sure. I'll grant you that. But also, like – that sort of like conditioning and working out and that kind of thing, like, isn't it, it, it takes a bigger toll on big men. It's honestly astounding. Sure. Somebody at Shaq's size played for as long as he did and had as much, like not that it's not astounding. He had as much success, but like I, I, the reason I say yes and no, as I say, no, cause like we don't know that we, we can't say that Shaq's body would have held up to that. Like, I mean, people honestly it it astounds me like a lot of people for like think of Shaq as this like hulking fucking shambling big man people forget that the early years in LA and his career in Orlando he was nimble and athletic oh yeah up and shredded incredible and like it it, it was it was unbelievable it was truly like a, a sight to behold like it's one of those things where people i think you you watch Shaq and he got a lot of criticism at the time cuz he's kind of outspoken and you know he was kind of an ac- an, an asshole i was going to say jackass but I'll, I'll go with asshole um and um you know like and it was also at a time where people 
were sort of soured on the 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 hip-hop image that was like very prevalent in the nba um the thuggish image uh yeah it's kind of just all border it's all it's all around racism really um but the 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 big thing is 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 that i I think people were soured on that and people forget like when we were watching Shaq in his prime that like dude you were watching uh, unparalleled levels of of greatness um so yeah in a vacuum assuming that like that doesn't put all that wear and tear on his body 100 percent, they could he would have had more championships than bill russell Oh, I mean, for I, sure. I, I would say that easily, but um, you know who? I, you know who's to say? Similarly to the fact that we cannot definitively confirm that a voodoo shaman man did not put a curse <laughs> onto Marcus Cousins, we can also not definitively say that had you know Shaq had Kobe's work ethic that it would have worked out that way. I wish uh, that it, it sort of would have, um, but you know Kobe at that time was sitting on the team bus telling everybody he wanted to be the Will Smith of the NBA. That is a real quote. You can <laughs> Oh man, what a time! It's like late nineties, early two thousands. You're like, we I want to be like that down. What 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 constitutes the Will Smith of the NBA? I mean, at the time, it's late nineties, early two thousands. You know, Will Smith was doing uh, Men in Black and you know other movies, Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wild Wild. West. You start off really hot. Pretty uh, hot, and you're just like, oh, wild, you know, he, wild, was, wild west. He, he was he was doing movies, <laughs> but um, bad boys, hello. That, that was like, you know, that was that was that was you know, 1995, man. Well, I guess you know, Kobe did say this apparently in 1996. Um, let's see, let me find this real quick. Was he in the Fresh Prince at that point? He had to be, yeah. Fresh Prince had passed at that point. Fresh Prince. Shaq said it, our, on their relationship, it began with a lot of patience. Kobe's always been one of those guys uh, to want to compete, want to be the best. He told me at one time he was going to be the Will Smith of the NBA. He told me that at 18 years old. I was like, okay, young fellow, but I saw something in him like, you know what, this kid definitely has the potential. Um, yeah, wanted to be the Will Smith of the NBA, man. I get it. How come Kobe wanted to be another, like a, a black actor, though? Why couldn't he have wanted to be like the Tommy Lee Jones of the NBA? You know what I mean? You know, guys, there's another topic that Nobody I wanted to talk to about. Really yeah. Nobody uh, wants to be the old curmudgeon of the NBA. It's <laughs> a weird thing to say. Tom Lee Jones. Guys, uh, do you guys see the video of Devin Booker complaining about being double teamed in a pickup game? Yes. Thoughts? I agree. I, I, I mean, is he right? Not, pers- not personally, because, like, we don't play anything like where it actually matters, but like, yeah, they're actually training. So it, it does make sense to be like, Hey, just let the guy actually work on some shit. That's the whole point of these damn things. It's not actually to win games and shit. It's a bunch of dudes just working on shit. That's soft. So Thank you. <laughs> That's a soft take. Here's the thing. Um, part of working on things is working on getting out of being double teamed. I would argue that is a part of basketball. And for you to complain, it's soft. It's soft to me. It's it's another reason why Devin Booker will he will continue to be a good stats bad team guy for the rest of his career. I don't know about that. No, I think he'll eventually be on a good team. I think he'll make a run like maybe once or twice. I refuse to believe it. That's a lot of hyperbole right there that you're throwing out there. That, that I don't know about that. That's just my yeah. those are my those are my strong opinions. They have not gotten even remotely better. And now it's not his fault. He's in Phoenix. That entire team is a disaster. But <coughs> it's 
he just continues. The team is a disaster. That organization is a disaster. Well, that's what I meant. I, mean, I, the, I the argue that city is a disaster. That city is a testament to ma- man's arrogance. Like it is Phoenix. a monument to man's arrogance. Like if people think that they can live in that place. Phoenix is dope. Not in the summer, Phoenix. but. No, no, it's actually not dope for very large amounts of time, actually. No. Yeah. Summer is, summer is bad. I would say from like from like June 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 through August is miserable. Okay. Right now it's probably like you 115 degrees. You definitely don't want to live in Arizona. Why? In Arizona, they have a let me see your green card law. Oh, and yeah. Just a let me bother brown people law. I'm, I'm like, familiar. Why would you want to live with that? I didn't say I wanted to live there. I just said I, I like Phoenix. I've been there quite a, quite a bit for work. I go there quite a bit, and I like it. Did you see uh, that Gilbert Arenas responded? Uh, not responded, but said, uh, sort of. Um, it was it was a it was a a, a nice post, honestly. Yeah. I'm like calling him out, but I don't know if you guys saw that what Gilbert Arenas said about that. Yeah, I, I saw did. that. I don't remember verbatim, but I I I remember agreeing. Basically with him. said you should feel disrespected if if you're not getting double teamed. He's like, guys, yeah, double teaming you in the league. He's like, you should you should be like, why aren't these fucking uh, pickup cats like double teaming me? Like you, you don't respect me. Like you don't respect me enough that you don't think you got to double team me and fucking pick up ball. And he's like, you want to be like, it's like you want to be an all star, you know? Then fine, but you want to be a superstar, you should be demanding that shit. You yeah. Know, pick up ball no matter where you are. So. Yeah, I love that sentiment. And and mm-hmm. I mean, Booker had like a nice response back to him too. So it was a it was a it was a wholesome uh, interaction. Very. Uh, different than the interactions that uh, Gilbert Arenas and Nick Young have on, on social media. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, Gilbert Arenas is harassing Nick Young's child uh on social media is uh, like in videos that are posted on social media. Sorry, he's not like cyberbullying him, but uh, is mm, kind of it's, it's a fu- no, he's just real life bullying him. It's not cyberbullying. He's just bullying him in real life, which mm. it, and it, it's hilarious. You know, you're going to learn today, young fella. <laughs> Um, on the topic of videos that surfaced, a video surfaced last week. Ben Simmons been shooting. Ben Simmons in the gym in pickup games, shooting from fucking all over the court. Spare guys, me. spare me. He's a Are fucking we... NBA player. Of course, he can hit wide open, uncontested threes. Boy, I don't yeah, know, I'm man. waiting until the games start. I I don't get because I see you see that shit all the time, dude. I saw I saw Giannis hit like 23 three pointers in a row, and then once the game started, he missed like nine. Like, there's uh, a video I, of. Sorry, go ahead, Nikki. I'm sorry. No, I was saying I, I, I don't ever believe any of these like hype ass videos. Because if any of these hype videos were true, like, dude, like, I don't. So many players would be a billion times better than they are. Yeah, fucking hit it, game speed. I was watching a fucking clip today on Instagram from like Ball is Life or some shit of of Nick Young just like working fools and like what I assume was like the Drew League. Hell, one of you guys might have sent that to me. I don't know. Um, a fun fact. Sometimes I see you guys send stuff on, on Instagram and because I don't want to respond, I just don't open it for a little while. I, I see that it's there, but I don't want to open it and have the little scene thing until I'm like actually ready to like <laughs> give a response. My response is generally like, that's dope or that's wild or ha ha ha. I will say this. I'm, I'm genuinely react. Like it's a genuine reaction. It's like, oh shit, that's wild. Or like, Ha ha ha! Like I'm actually laughing, but like sometimes it's just like I don't want to open that and like watch it and you know, go through the whole thing. I get so, it. You have to be in the moment. I understand. Full I disclosure. It. Just but uh, dude, I was watching this video of, of him just like absolutely just killing cats in the Drew League, and it's like yeah, of course, because like he's he, like he's play, he's not playing an NBA game and he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and that's, that's sure. dope. Dude, I don't give a shit, man. Like so you guys are not buying the Ben Simmons can shoot again, can shoot now, like hype, can shoot again. 
Now, I now I corrected. I corrected. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that was what the correction was. I no, self corrected. Yeah. I don't buy it. Nikki? I don't, I don't either. No. I don't, I don't buy it at all. Markel Fultz might get his shot back though. I don't know. Here's here's, here's I saw a video, reason. a grainy ass video. I got deleted off Twitter of Markel Fultz shooting jump shots and it looked good, but again, open I gym. Hope so. I hope so. Here's here's the only thing I will say. I like that he's taking jump shots. That's all I'll say. Sure. Now, whether or not last year he basically refused to shoot, and that is detrimental to his team. If yeah. he's shooting at all and hitting at a reasonable clip, that's beneficial for the Sixers. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. It changes hell, that's, the Rondo, that's what I'm saying. It changes how they defend him. Yeah. Because he can pull if he if he can if he can establish even like a like a 17 foot pull up jumper. That changes the game. That changes the game for how they defend the Sixers. Because now you have to respect that shot to some extent. Yeah. To, to this point, he just goes downhill, goes to the hole, or he dishes. And that's pretty much it. And when you force him into a half-court offense, that's when he becomes less impactful. But if he's able to pull up from, you know, 17 to 20 feet and hit it at a, at a reasonable clip, let's say 34% from that range – Change the way they defend the team. And I think that's a positive thing. I just love to see that he's actually shooting. And that's my take. Mm. Yeah, that I mean, whatever. Good for him, man. Like, dude, I can <laughs> I, I can hit a bunch of shots in a fucking open gym, wide open by myself. Like, okay. All right. I got a couple quick topics oh, to go over. Oh, wait, I got, one, I got one last thing. Um, I saw this on Twitter today. Let me pull it up here. I just want to make sure that I get the details. Correct. For $1 million, all you got to do is score a point in an NBA game, hit a pitch in the ma- in Major League Baseball, or run for a first down in the NFL. Which one are you most likely to succeed at? Jump shot. Yeah. Yeah, jump shot. If you say anything other than the NBA, you are a fucking liar. There is 0.0% yeah. chance you're getting a hit off a major league pitcher. There is absolutely no fucking way you're getting 10 yards in an NFL game. Oh. Uh, and the thing is, in the NBA, like, your bum ass is out on the court. No offense, because I'm talking about myself, too. I'm <laughs> talking about people in general, not the – Yeah. But your bum ass is on the court. Like, they're going to fucking – okay. They're, nobody, who's, nobody's going to guard you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's and there'll no be point in guarding it. I here's here's my only argument against my my answer for myself specifically is I am a I am a terrible jump shooter. I was not a great hitter, but I have enough of a baseball history where I can put a swing on a ball and if I time it well enough, I could I'm I'm not saying get a hit, but I can make contact in fair territory. You know, that, that, would, wagon, that wagon you're dragging, if you hit it in fucking a ground ball, you ain't getting a first base. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, what I'm saying is, even in an NBA game, if you left me wide open, I have a terrible jump shot. You are a bad jump shooter. I, so I, I, I'm bad. Not, I'm not trying to be mean. You are. You are a. You, you are. You are a pass first player. 
I have to be. Use that big old butt to get rebounds. I do. That's my thing. I'm Kyle Lowry. I respect it. This is not intended with any sort of uh, of modicum. Playoff Kyle Lowry. Not one iota. I was going to say, I'm specifically playoff Kyle Lowry. Can't hit a shot worth dick, but I will grab a rebound. You get them boards and you get the assists. You get some steals. You're you're putting in an effort. And I will. You're not hitting shots. You leave yeah. me open an NBA game, I'll make you pay. <laughs> wow. All Ooh. right. Uh, <clears throat> two more topics before we get on to the, the headlining topic of today's podcast. Uh, uh, I top- do want to say one thing real quick because I almost brought it up. But okay. um, I talked about Orlando. Um, so, fun fact, I was supposed to go to Orlando this weekend to go to Disney World. It'll be the first That's time right. I have ever uh, set foot in the city in which my favorite team plays basketball. <laughs> However, given uh, the cat, the uh, what has been upgraded now to a category four hurricane, Hurricane Dorian, has been postponed to the first week of November. So, Ooh. city of Orlando, and I will not be able to go to an Orlando game. This is strictly to go uh, specifically go to Disney. Yeah, but like, what happens if you go to Disney? Just like I don't know, a chew. Where am I now? Oh, I'm in a Magic game. Yeah, or like Lauren. Well, they do call it the Magic Kingdom, so that very well could happen. I could sneeze and boom. Dude. Dude. You got to go. You got to figure out a way. You got to figure out a way. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And Lauren, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to give you any of my secrets. I would never. I want him to watch a Magic Game in Orlando. I want him to have that experience. I saw that they got got $97 round trip tickets through like December, so I might be going back. I don't know. Orlando Magic tickets are like what, like twenty five bucks a course. Oh, I'm sure they're very, very affordable. They they definitely have yeah. dollar hot dog night every night. Uh, <laughs> I love a good dollar wiener. They're cheap and they're satisfying. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I I know I know you know that. Um, I have two more topics and then we'll get into the headlining topic. Uh, number one, Jeremy Lin announced this week he has signed with the Beijing Ducks. Guys, uh, he has foregone his NBA career to go play in the Chinese Basketball League along with his brother, uh, who does not play for the Beijing Ducks, but plays for another team. Um, thoughts on Jeremy Lin? Will he, will he take the crown from Stefan Marbury as the greatest Chinese league basketball player in the history of Chinese well, league basketball? Well, first of all, that, that, that crown belongs to Jimmer Fredette. Um, second of all... Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, does Jimmer Fredette have a Broadway Chinese play? Does he have a statue? Do, do they make a movie about Jimmer where Jimmer played himself? Okay, dude. No, no but Jimmer, Jimmer? Made, Jimmer made it back to the NBA. <laughs> Why would you? When you're at the top of the mountaintop, did you not just hear what I said about the movie where he played himself? A little bit of a difference when the mountaintop is Mount McKinley versus Everest. <laughs> I see it. I'll say it. I said it Step once. Stephon Marbury out there at the top of Pikes Peak, man. And I'll say it again. Hey, I've been at the top of Pikes Peak. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, might be, that might be the most okay highest thing you've said on this podcast ever. I'm dying. Dude. I'm okay with that height. That's fucking high up there. <laughs> I said it once, and I will say it again. Stephon Marbury played Stephon Marbury in the Stephon Marbury biopic. Okay? Well, yeah, it's a movie about Stephon Marbury. Like, why would he not play himself? I'm sure, I'm sure there was a great Chinese actor who could have stepped in. I don't think they got a lot of black people in China. They, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Lin, you know, going home back to where he's from. That's not true at all. Jeremy Lin is an American citizen, as we all know. Uh, I was trying to make a joke, but then I was like, ah, I'm white. I can't make that. That's way too racist. So, <laughs> tracked my last statement. Um, 
no, you know, good for him, man. Like, I, I, I feel kind of bad because I know he clearly wants to play in the NBA, and he should still have an NBA contract, in my opinion. The guy still belongs. But uh, good for him. Go make some money. Uh, maybe parlay that into, uh, you know, uh, a roster at the or a roster spot at the All Star break. Well, and that's the thing is like it doesn't cut the NBA out altogether. He's gonna go out there. He's gonna have an amazing time. He oh, he, he he is already a god out there because of his NBA career. Like he made China Houston Rockets fans. They were well, China. actually, that's not true. That's Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yao Ming did that, but. Uh, he made he made some people Knicks fans though. This is true. Now a lot of that already existed, but I digress. He is gonna have a great time out there. He's already making money out there just by being an NBA player. He's gonna make so much money. He's gonna have a lot of fun. And if he can if he can hold up and put up numbers, Michael Beasley did it. J.R. Smith did it. Fucking Jimmer did it to some extent. Guys go and play in China, and then they come back and they sign a contract for the rest of the season. It's happened multiple times. It'll possibly happen yeah, again. Somebody, with somebody's Nelson. gonna. I mean, somebody's gonna need a point guard at some point. Of and, course, of course, there will inevitably be injuries. Like he is a is a potential like serviceable backup. It will happen. It will happen. Nikki, thoughts? Um, no, I'm actually I'm very happy for him too. I, I I'm glad to see that he's still playing because yeah, I also still think that he can still play in the NBA. Um, and I would actually love to see him get a chance to come back on into and literally any team. I think he can still play, you know, yeah. um, even if it's just like as a mentoring role, like something like that. But yeah, I mean, he, he could def- easily come back as a backup point guard like he was last year. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. that's his that's his role now. Um, last topic before we get into the headlining topic of the night. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, signed Karis LeVert to a contract extension. Um, good move, bad move. Good, it was in, a good move. It was a, it was a, a good team deal. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He is. A, he's, he he's, is 20, a, he's twenty-five. People forget he's he's not like, you know, this yeah. isn't like they're they're he's twenty-two, twenty-three. Like he's he's twenty-five. Like yeah. the yeah, it was a good deal. Uh, good for him. I liked. I've always liked Karis Levert when he was at Michigan. I liked him. I mean, I hated like that. Like you know, he would he would like he was pretty good when he played against Iowa. But I liked him. He's always a good player. Jim Beeline always produces good good quality like young men uh, quite frankly from all the programs that he coaches or he's coached um yeah great good for him and i think it was it was a great move like you got a good you they've got a pretty good young core um obviously losing delo probably hurts more than i think people anticipate but yeah good good deal all around yeah if you lock that guy in and he becomes your number three like just looking at his trajectory over the last couple seasons if you lock that guy in and he's your number three when Katie comes back and he's like a borderline all-star, because like last year he was a borderline all-star before he got hurt. If he is a borderline all-star, when Katie gets back, that team becomes very dangerous. I'm not going to lie. I just said that I don't think they're as good without D'Lo, and I forgot they had Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I honestly, didn't want to say anything, but I'm there's like just, – There's just been so um, – there's just been so like little NBA news that like it's like the the height of free agency happens and it's all this crazy shit and then like it's sort of we go into like the doldrums of the off season yeah. and like I just kind of forgot that all those huge moves happened like True. yeah you know so hand up that's on me um yeah they'll still be really 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 good Nikki thoughts on Kira Silver uh yeah I'm I'm very happy for him congrats and yeah I think that'd be a great like yeah if he ends up being their third star that's great uh. I, I think the Nets have a fun team. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year, uh, even before even before Kevin Durant shows up. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think Karis LeVert is a sneaky Eastern Conference All Star this year. I really think that he almost made it Maybe. last year. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys, it's finally that time. We waited two weeks. It is back to the movie review portion of the podcast, guys. Eddie is this week's movie for the listeners. If you're unfamiliar with the movie Eddie, let me paint you a picture. All right. We have Whoopi Goldberg, New York Knicks fan, extraordinaire, basketball fanatic, limo driver. <laughs> she, nosebleed seat having person, gets an opportunity to play coach for the day because Wild Bill, the new owner of the Knicks, decides he wants to spice things up a little bit. Eddie hits her shot, coaches for a day, and Wild Bill decides, I'm going to give that woman a shot. And in this film, you have to watch her earn the trust of some actual NBA players and take the Knicks potentially to the promised land and stop them from being a laughingstock in the NBA. And we all learn a little something about each other, I think. And that is my synopsis. Of the classic film. I wish that people could Eddie. see the look on your face while you're describing this. Um, I, I want to say this. Passionate. If you're out there and, and you are sitting there and you're thinking, this sounds like a movie that I would like to throw on on a Sunday night to fight off the Sunday scaries, you're probably right. I cannot tell you definitively because I didn't watch the movie. You motherfucker. <laughs> you had two weeks, you son of a bitch. Hey, man, I'm moving. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, see the I have, I have been busy. Okay, busy. All right. That said, you. that I was not so busy that I didn't have time to watch the movie. I just, to straight up, uh, had every intention of watching it and then just completely forgot. Um, I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't easily find it on a streaming service. It's impossible. I watch uh, it on YouTube and see? it works backwards. <laughs> see, <laughs> okay. See, you can sympathize with my plight a little it bit. Was... Now that said, having said that, I did not watch the movie. I did read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia. I did look up some ratings uh, of the movie, some it's reviews rating. of the movie, if you will. Uh, what I would like to do is just a fun little experiment here, and I'm going to let you guys discuss the movie, and I'm going to chime in with my opinions on the scenes and moments in which of which you described okay so look i'm sorry i didn't watch the movie i let everybody down next time let's pick a fucking movie that people can watch uh nikki did you watch the nikki movie probably watched it on a fucking vhs tape and a tv that bob has owned since 2001 with a built-in vcr in the tv i would like to say strikes me as the kind of guy that owns one of those things I would like to say, first off, it is a 32-inch television. They built. <laughs> it's, a, it's a built-in VCR and DVD player. See, it's, I wasn't far off. It does double the work. It's still back in Chicago. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did watch it. Um, first thoughts, the beginning of the movie is just like Celtic Pride, uh, where it's like super fans of a team on the East Coast they're they all have the um uh it's like the group of people who hang out and have season tickets they all know each other because they are always there together um there's there's all superstitious as hell um and there's sort of comedic relief in the movie 
Um, and then the rest of the movie is fucking ridiculous. It's it's uh, <clears throat> it's such a wild concept of a movie. It is. It's a trip. Uh, <laughs> so here are a couple things that stood out to me in this movie. Thing number one, many riddled with NBA players, like actual yeah. basketball players. Oh, also, this movie had a budget that Celtic Pride did not. Did it? I'm saying because when you watch those games in Celtic Prides, they're all close-ups, and you only see the first, like, ten rows. And actually, you can tell in some shots it's clearly just in the studio. They shot at Madison Square Garden. They definitely had droves of people, and those stands were filled. And they yeah, had I mean, shots of those fucking things. a $30 million budget. I will say this. Yeah. Did it make any this. money? It made uh one. It made like uh one point five million more than its budget. Uh, made uh thirty one thirty one million three hundred eighty seven thousand and one hundred and sixty four dollars, and I assume like twenty three cents. That's but, a W. Uh, um, I, I will also. I'm I'm gonna say this, and this probably isn't the most politically correct thing to say, but as we all know, the NBA is dominated by primarily black players, uh, and Whoopi Goldberg in 1996 when this movie came out was like maybe the biggest black like one, not the biggest but one of the biggest black movie stars and it's it, like I, I feel like oh for sure you know she she was super yeah. famous she probably like you know nba players have always like run around in celebrity circles and like probably knew a decent amount of people and it probably helped to get you know some of those people um some of those players to part participate in this movie yeah i'm sure it helped increase the budget and like what they're able to like yeah. totally sell sell to the the so the, the big I, execs I, I assume that's not politically incorrect, but I wanted to disclaim before I said that, like, I, I think that's a totally, and I think that's fine. I think that's a totally valid thing. Um, but yeah. A uh, couple other things I noticed. Wild Bill, who is the owner of the Knicks, um, he is, he is, and I I'm, I think I'm only saying this because I just binge I listened. Go ahead. Quick. So Wild Bill is played by Frank Langella. The reason I'm pointing that out was because Bob and I watched this fucking movie and then Bob gets a text message from his mom. I think it was. Yeah, she sends him a picture. His mother has an autographed signed picture of Frank Langella by Frank Langella because they were childhood friends. Shut up. Because his his parents or yeah, his parents or something like that owned well they weren't friends like they knew each other because they think he's older than her by a lot uh but like when she was like in middle school he was like in high school and their family knew each other or some shit like that because they both owned factories in like the same area so we're watching this whole movie and the whole time bob just got in his back pocket that he has a signed frank langella <laughs> picture i'm just like what's going on here man God. the fuck is this life that's that's hilarious uh, amazing little weird kind of moment we had there um Frank Langella does not sound like a, a Texan. What I was going to say, yeah, he's got a really bad accent. Here's what I was going to say, and this might be recency bias because I just Ben's listened to the 30 for 30 podcast on Donald Sterling. Highly recommend, by the way. Very, very, very good. Uh, that guy, he he, bad dude. Donald mm-hmm. Sterling, like, bad, bad guy. Um, in any case, while Bill basically strikes me as like Southern Donald, Donald Sterling, um, <laughs> and also while Bill... 100% hate the Jews. Absolutely. No question. There's no he, doubt in my mind. He's that very character is a little, 
a little off. Why, and, why, and why, 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 why are we uh, assuming that the fictional Nick's owner hates the Jews? Uh, he is. He's that, got. A, he's no. got a. He's got a slave mentality, and he's like Southern to the core. Definitely not Jewish. He's a good old yeah. Christian man. There's there's literally a point in time where he tells uh, Whoopi Goldberg that he owns the team, he owns the dancers, hell, I even own you. I think he says that's what he said. Face, uh, which I remember being like, who? Okay. Yeah. It's also weird because in the movie, he is not the bad guy for like. 75% of the movie. Yes. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, he's like, oh, did I not mention I'm a Southerner and I'm rich? I'm definitely a racist piece of shit. And he was just like, oh, well, we don't like you anymore. Yeah. Uh, and also, also, he wanted to move the New York Knicks to St. Louis? Yes. St. Louis? New York yeah. is the biggest market in the 90s. It's the greatest market in all sports. You want to move to St. Louis? Well, he wasn't moving. He was going to sell it to people who were moving it to uh, St. Louis. Hey, either Which way, is, dude. In all honesty, those are dumbass people. Again, yeah, based on what you're saying. But he Crazy. must have. He was like, yeah, I'm going to make a killing on this one. Here's my last Which big is- hot take, and then we can keep discussing some other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, sneaky good performance. Greg Ostertag. Hilarious. Very, oh, very yeah. funny. Very funny. Played a, <laughs> played a stupid guy beautifully. He was like, he was amazing. Um, yeah, Greg Greg Ostertag, former uh, Duncanville High School in Texas, uh, great. Oh, fun fact. Before fun attending fact. Uh, the University of Kansas, I believe. Yeah, Kansas. I think you're right. Nice. Um, okay. When, when Greg Ostertag first came on screen, Bob just went, "Oh, that guy has to be an NBA player." Just <laughs> <I was laughs> like, yeah. He he really was. He had a long career. Um, all right, fuck Mary Kill, Wild Bill. Jackie Moon, James Dolan. <laughs> and NBA owners, fuck Mary Kill, Jackie Moon, James Dolan, Wild Bill. Um uh we're going to f- what um, I have an answer to this even having not seen the movie. So. <laughs> I think you get it. I think, I think you get the gist of who Wild Bill is. Yeah, I I feel like I've got a good handle on things. Go ahead, go first. So I am going to fuck Jackie Moon. Why not? I mean, you can't marry Jackie Moon. You, no. you can't. Jackie Moon is a no. stallion. He's right, a and he's gonna love. Boy. He's gonna love you, sexy. So uh, yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. I was just about to say Jackie Moon is gonna love you, sexy. He will. Uh, so you definitely you fuck Jackie Moon. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. So this next part is tough. Oh boy. But I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna kill Wild Bill. Fair. Um, because anybody who is dumb enough to run a promotion where you you, you let a fan uh, coach <laughs> a half of a game, uh, clearly uh, their mental faculties are certainly not all intact. He rode uh, a horse onto the court who was wearing and, sneakers. And, and the horse shits on the court. Look, see, yeah. you know, look, man, I, I ain't seen the movie, all right? Just you. He, man, he had no, a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're making my case for me a little bit more here. Yeah, he's uh, a terrible number, so number two, That's number two. Number three, he wants to move a team from uh, New York City to the shithole that is St. Louis. Right. Uh, and then not only that, but but number four, uh, not only does he let this, this, this woman uh, who is just some random fan uh, coach – 
the team in in the second half, but he then also basically just turns the team over to her uh, from what I understand from the synopsis and, and your guys' uh, you know great um, discussion about this movie. Uh, so th- those are those are some issues that I can't really get past. Like James Dolan is a terrible owner um, by all accounts, and, and James Dolan really just wants to play the kazoo in his band. <laughs> uh, but I mean, who hasn't dreamed of, of playing a, a kazoo in their in their band? I, I understand. I, I understand that. Um, so I, I think yeah, you got to kill him, and then you marry James Dolan. I feel like if I married James Dolan. Uh, that I could some I could create a resurgence of the Knicks um, by talking him into good ideas like how to run his team well, uh, but also convincing him that those ideas that I gave him were actually his ideas. I could sort of uh, be like the shadow government, the shadow ownership <laughs> if you will, of uh, the New York Knicks, and James Dolan would would be my kazoo playing puppet. Pure genius. Uh, you know, it, it, honestly, you sort of treat him like Jackie Moon in. Semi pro, which is the next movie, <laughs> by the way. I where, agree. Where I, you, I can get behind uh, that. Where, I'd be fine with that. You sort of, um, you know, like, you're like, hey, man, like, you be the halftime entertainment. You come out with that fucking kazoo and you play that shit all over the court. <laughs> I'll handle the day to day operations. You know what wow, I mean? I love like, that. I think, I think I could turn the Knicks around if, if James Dolan would take me as his uh, gay man lover uh, slash husband. Of course. Uh, N- so. Nikki, uh, answer. So I think I'm going to 100% agree with Tad. Like, I was kind of debating. Again, yes, love me sexy. You're definitely just fucking Jackie Moon. You can't – yeah, why would you want to keep that stallion down? You let a wild horse be free. You don't take it in. You let it be free. Wow. Thank you for the ride and be gone. Enjoy your life. <laughs> That's a euphemism. Uh, uh, yeah, was, it was not thinly veiled. It was certainly. No, not at all. Um, I was flip-flopping a lot on, on Dolan and uh, Wild Bill, but I, my original thought process was if I married Wild Bill, maybe he'd die kind of quickly because he was he's the oldest one. But I'm just like, no, because Franklin Jealous they're doing fine. So I was like, like going to definitely be like, nah, we'll kill Wild Bill. We're going to kill Wild Bill and marry James Dolan. And I also would like to try to uh, be the puppet master on that whole thing. Wow. Um, I think you guys are way off Straight on this. On her. Um, I understand why someone might lean towards fucking Jackie Moon. I'm marrying Jackie Moon, and here's why: Jackie Moon, ja- broke, Jackie broke. Moon understands the number one rule of a good relationship and a good marriage, and that's everybody love everybody. Okay, he gets it, guys. I don't think you understand. That's somebody who who is in it to win it forever. Win it. Forever. I'm marrying Jackie Moon. Oh, boy. Yeah, now you painted yourself into a corner. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. I can get out of here. I'm going to fuck myself out of this corner. I'm going to fuck Wild Bill. I'm going to I'm gonna fuck Wild Bill because... Probably, probably be wild, you know what I'm saying? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Lots of fun. He's a little crazy. He's a little crazy. He likes, to, he likes to spend money. He likes to spend money. He likes to make money. I'm into it. Let's fuck. James Dolan. Sorry, dude. I gotta kill you. Your run as the New York Knicks uh, owner has ended in your demise. That is it. A um, couple more questions in relation to the movie. Oh, I did want to talk about one thing about the movie too. Uh, Malik Seeley. I didn't know a lot about him going into this movie. I knew he was an NBA player. I mm. assumed he had a lackluster career. After doing some research, he was a first-round draft pick. Didn't really pan out. 
had like a couple seasons, basically averaged like 11 points a game. His best seasons were in Minnesota where he and Kevin Garnett were best friends. I was unaware of this. And unfortunately, Malik Seeley tragically died at the age of 30 in a drunk driving accident. He was not the drunk driver. He was struck by a drunk driver. And his life was taken far too soon. Uh, I did not know that. I did not know that. I just knew he had a lackluster NBA career. That's wild. Very good in this movie, though. Very good in this movie. Also, yeah, uh, shout out to Whoopi for calling his mom when he was being uh, being a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, Gary Payton put the glove on him. I still get, I can't get over the fact that Anthony Mason, fucking Gary Payton, and John, uh, uh, John uh, what the fuck is his name? John Starks were like street ball players in this movie. Yeah, in this, street ball. In this fictitious this fictitious situation what oh what, yeah what is it with maybe i'm just like not in tune with the culture but what is it within like every like black people sports movie where you have the star player who's like wiling out and they call the player's mom is that just like a it's like, a, is he like, like I guess there's like the the stern black mama i'm gonna whoop your ass thing is like a it's like there's a there's that there's ahead, that Jay. well i was gonna say so there's that and i think most i think that that spans all all races um i'm, I'm, I'm not saying i'm not saying it. sure that's not what i'm saying i'm saying it's that it's, it's a it's a it's a staple in many it's a staple in lots of black cinema uh you don't see it as often in Cinema. That's <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Uh, also, hate that I said cinema. Uh, oh, did you want to go yeah. to the theater? Theater later the today to watch the the, uh, the, the film? picture. The the the, the, the picture. Pic- the picture show. Yes, the motion picture. Uh, and then after that, and then after that, grab your glove and we'll go to the ball game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. For for a lot of for a lot of and a lot of these movies, it's like the mother is like the strong authority figure that the this child once had when they were uh you know growing up and a child and a child yes and uh and they have since lost their way because they are no longer a child that's just one of those things that's just yeah one of those things a couple more questions here um at the end of the movie spoiler guys sorry movie is uh nearly 30 years old so it's on you uh so at the end of the movie the knicks win their last game against the charlotte hornets Yvonne take charge against Larry Johnson. Shout out to Yvonne. Yep. Um, and they make the playoffs. My question to you guys is, how far did they get in the playoffs? They went on a really good run towards the end there. I mean, yeah, you'd probably talk first round battle. First round. I, I first round really, like, probably out in the first round. Yeah. Easy. They're playing They're playing oh. the Bulls. So. How come in all these For sports sure. movies, how come in, in all these sports movies, uh, there's a lot of them, like um, the replacements, uh, Major League, uh, Angels in the Outfield, uh, a quality film starring Danny Glover, very young uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, yeah, we'll love it. I'm trying to think of uh, any others that I just can't think of off the top of my hand. I just haven't oh. been the whole fucking thing, man. Like all these movies, they just like win the pennant or the conference championship. Or yeah, they make the playoffs. Well, that's a, they shit. make that they make that bit in um, uh, Major League Two because in Major League One. They get all the way to the pennant or something like that, and then they lose. In the second, in Major League Two, they point out that they lost after they, they, they made they it do. to what? However, they do, but even in Major League Two, I, I think they only 
they they don't they only win the ALCS. It doesn't say if they uh, yeah they just go to the World <laughs> Series. That's that is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird. There's a lot one. of movies so that do that. Like I I just like look, man. If you're gonna go that far, just you know, win the whole fucking. You might season. as well win the whole thing. Yeah. You know, as as Jake Taylor says. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad you brought it back. Fucking thing. I'm glad you brought it back. The whole fucking thing. Um, real quick. So something Bob and I noticed while watching the movie. One, uh, Rod- Dennis Rodman makes an appearance in the movie playing for the Spurs. It is even written on IMDb. At the time that the movie was released, he was already on the Bulls at that point. That makes um, sense. Because we were watching it, Bob's like, isn't he a Bulls at this point? And I was like, I think this is the summer before that, and I called it, which was I'm nice. I'm impressed that it's... Bob knew that. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. But something that was really funny was he says, fuck. Because she's like, she says bad hair to him, and he's like, He's like, fuck, I'm trying, or something like that. And we're laughing. I was like, yo, let's let him say fuck. And he's like, what's PG-13? They get one. Then later in the movie, um, a character says fuck. Yeah, if you have a PG-13 movie, you're allowed to say fuck once in it. No, I just don't remember him saying that. Oh, he does. Because later, also in, movie, also in the nineties, you could, you could have said it more than you could say it more than just the one time. Fun fact that that rule didn't come about till like two thousand two ish. Ah, well, something funny that happens in the movie is another character very clearly says fuck on the, uh, like, on camera, but the mic says, like, ah, oh, freaking A. Like, that's how it ends up being, but it's very clearly he just says fuck. You also, in PG-13 movies, this is completely off topic, but sort of on, uh, if you say fuck in a PG-13 movie, you cannot say, like, I'm going to fuck you, or we were fucking. Yeah, you can, can say, sexual. oh, fuck, or I'm going to fuck you up, but it cannot be sexual. Damn it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's disappointing. But you can show a bunch of people getting killed. That's fine. You know? Yes, yeah, son. Yeah, that's cool. Last question. How much longer does Eddie stay Nick's head coach? How much longer do we think her coaching career lasts? Lay out the rest of her career as a coach in the NBA for me. I mean, I have an answer, but I'll let Nikki go ahead because he actually uh, partook in watching the movie. Um, I'm assuming if we're going based purely on the logic of the movie, then she's going to be like a fucking Knicks legend eventually. They're just going to need a better team. Makes sense. I think that's what's going to happen is she would end up like leading a better Knicks team to like the promised land. Hmm. Um, so I think that would be pretty cool if that would actually happen. Interesting. So I'll just let that one. So number one, it's uh, NBA in the '90s. So uh, no free agents or current players are going to want to. No free agents are going to want to sign. No current players are going to stick around to play for a female head coach. Hell, it's 2019. I don't think there's too many dudes that are going to play for a female head coach. Whoa, in today's day and age. Whoa, it's, I mean, it's just a it's a fact of the matter. Like I'm, I'm not strong. I'm not, I'm not long uh, words by a weak man. <sighs> hey man, that's true. <laughs> Tell me that's not true. Uh, I would agree with that in the '90s for sure. I think now we, I think if Becky Hammond got a job in the NBA right now, I don't think it would be the same. It would, it, it wouldn't be. It, it would, it would certainly be different. Uh, it would be better, but it, it's still. I, I think it would be a, a difficult thing um, to sort of uh, to reconcile. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I, I I'm not suggesting anything here. I'm just saying it's just the, the way that it is. Like, you know, male athletes, that sort of thing. I, I digress. Um, so it's going to be hard to attract free agents. Uh, it's going to be hard to re-sign players. Uh, it's going to be hard to get to be able to play for the team. Um, so because of that, I'm going to bring this full circle, and we're going to come back to Major League. <laughs> Similarly to Major League, 
uh, Wild Bill is probably going to keep her around so that the team does so poorly and loses so much fan support that he ultimately can move the team to his preferred destination of uh, trash-ass St. Louis. <laughs> and that is ultimately what, what happens, and then she gets fired. Um, you know, she's the scapegoat. Uh, and then they go to St. Louis, and they hire a real coach. And, you know, who knows? They probably don't attract any talent because who the fuck wants to live in St. Louis? But yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, money, money talks, man. I like to think that Eddie coaches the Knicks for another season, gets into some scuffles, verbal scuffles. That is with Wild Bill over management decisions. Her contract is up, and the Lakers are like, "Hey, come on over." This is the Lake Show. This is Hollywood. I was hoping that it was going to end with her like murdering him in like cold blood. Whoa! I was hoping you were going to go like completely different direction. That's insane. No, she got a job with the Lakers and she trashed that. She trashed a lot of murder stuff. And I I know we've we've talked about it. We've talked about it. So like just you know I got murder on my mind. You know what I mean? I I don't, but I do. Uh, and that is that is Eddie in a nutshell, guys. We covered it. Tad yeah. did. Tad did the minimum requirements. Oh wait, no, he didn't. But he I read, did I, I read the Spark Notes. Eh, minimum requirement. I'll give you that much. Uh, anything else we want to talk about, guys? Uh, not that I know of. All right. Well, uh, before we wrap up today, um, some of the listeners may remember, uh, and maybe if you listen to EEA Love, you may remember her as well. Uh, good friend of the podcast, Kelly O'Bleep. Um, she was recently in a fire and, uh, she is currently recovering from said fire. Uh, unfortunately her boyfriend did pass as a result, uh, of the, um, fire. So for those of you out there, I don't know what your religious affiliations are or what sort of vibes you want to put out in the universe, but, um, Kelly, if you ever hear this, just know that we love you. And, uh, for listeners, you guys put out some best wishes, good vibes, prayers, whatever you feel like putting out there. Uh, yeah, we're just uh, praying for a speedy recovery for our friend. And, uh, yeah, let's plug and let's, uh, let's wrap this shit up. I uh, actually did yeah. not know about that until just a few days ago. Um, I need to send her a text. Um, yeah, she'll, she'll probably respond at this point. She's, she's got her phone back. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw some posts and stuff. I, you know, it's always – this is – I'm going to just go off NBA stuff. It's always weird when, you know, it's somebody you know that you're maybe not, like, super, super close with. And, and you don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, hey, like, I'm sending you, you know, like, thoughts and prayers. Like, sure. I, you know, you don't want to seem like a, a fake person even though it doesn't come from – Sure. Um, it, it comes genuine. So I, I always am, like, of the, the belief, like, maybe give it a few days and then, like, you know, then reach out. For um, sure let the close friends and family and, and that sort of thing, you know, absolutely uh, yeah. have their time first. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's plug right. in. Uh, let's plug in. Let's wrap up. What's up. Follow me on Twitter at Tad hall underscore. I will warn you that Hawkeye football starts in less than 48 hours. Uh, yeah. I would, I would caution hours. the listeners. So uh, I will primarily uh, be tweeting about that. Um, that is generally where most of my tweets, uh, it's, it's probably a majority of my Twitter. As much as I love the NBA, I'm not, I don't really get into NBA Twitter too much. I probably should for the sake of this show. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I don't tweet about it. I just really, it's mostly tweet Hawkeyes, you know? All right. Well, that's it. So for the listeners, you've been warned. Uh, Nikki, anything to plug? 
Uh, you can follow me at Nikki Palooza, and that's it. All right, and you can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBA Pod. Um, still doing some stand up comedy, so if you ever find yourself in a bar, I might be there. I might be telling jokes. Do me a solid laugh. Um, please, <laughs> please clap. Yeah, please. Uh, I will pause for it. Um, don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, um, that's all we have for this week's episode of NBA. So uh, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jake, this has been NBA, and we are out. Peace. Bye.